It is lying season in the NFL. Can we learn about what some teams' plans are by the misinformation they're putting out there? Beverages of choice, pizza toppings of choice, and the direction of wide receiver value going forward in the NFL. All that and more coming up on today's episode of Peacock and Williams. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson with you at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Those Twitter handles is where the questions are going to come from for today's episode, a part two, a second Twitter episode this week. As we get ready for the NFL draft, we owed it to our listeners. So many questions come in. We never get a chance to get to all of them. We still won't get to all of them, but we're getting to more this week because we appreciate you. Fan Appreciation Week here on Peacock and Williamson, Matt. I love it. Yeah, catch it up a little bit. We owed it to these guys. So let's dig in, man. Let's do it. A note about a trade that I was sent by one of our listeners. And uh, Jacob is the listener. He sent this report from Jordan Schultz. And the report is that could the Saints package 16 plus 19 to move up for Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett is the question that Jordan poses. And he goes on to answer his own question saying league sources say they're high on both quarterbacks and will consider trading up to secure one of them. And it kind of flies in the face to what we were talking about yesterday with, you know, where quarterbacks go. We, we don't feel like teams should be in love with these quarterbacks. So if they get past two, it's a signal that the league's not in love with these quarterbacks. Maybe they fall a little bit. Maybe they fall out of the top 10. I don't know. Maybe the Saints think getting at 16 and 19 that they're going to have one of those two guys. But if I hear a report like this, and we know, Matt, that this is lying season, right? Oh, yeah. So you can stop believing the things you hear from teams, almost especially if it does come from teams. Oh, we're in the heat of right? lying season right now. So yeah. if the Saints are actually telling people this, and Jordan Schultz has has good sources that are letting him know this information. It is almost certainly misinformation, which tells me lock in Desmond Ritter to the New Orleans Saints in the middle of round one without a trade-up. What do you think? Because we've already talked about that angle, and this makes me just feel stronger about that. I 100% could see that. Um, to answer the question first off, combining their two first picks could get them ahead of the Panthers pretty easily. And you laid that out with the, the trade value chart earlier in the week. They could get the five with the Giants or earlier if need be. So if they have their heart set on a quarterback, one of those two, and they think they're going to go super high, they absolutely could make that happen. Um, I will say, let me stop you right there, too. If I was yeah, if ahead. I was a fake reporter making up fake reports, that's about the easiest report I could make up is say, hey, the Saints are positioning <laughs> right. themselves right. for a quarterback, and they might like one of the top two quarterbacks in this class. And coincidentally, 16 plus 19 could get you up maybe even as high as three. And for sure, it mm-hmm. seems like it could probably get you to four or five. Right, right, right. And we broke this trade down when it happened because it's an odd one. And I absolutely will concede that more, you know, it's, chances are this is a quarterback driven move. The league has shown us that if this is something you're going to do, there's probably another shoe to drop. I think it's still the other way though. I mean, I feel like I'm on an Island on this, but remember yesterday when I said I laid out my 20 favorite picks for the Steelers because they picked 20. Well, I think the saints have 19 guys that they're extremely comfortable taking 
two or three of them might be quarterbacks. I mean, Ritter might be number 16 or 17 or 18 or 19 on that list. I could absolutely see that. I still think they're going to take two position players and that they like Jameis Winston. And Williamson, you got to give up the Jameis Winston love. I, I know I like the guy <laughs> a lot. I just thought he played really well last year. And here's a, a little bit of a, a Saints note, though. I mean, I always say it's, it's Mardi Gras every day in New Orleans. They don't care about the hangover. They're about winning now. They are. I mean, they, I'm sure they look at the NFC and say, we can be in this thing. This, this conference stinks. You know, we're not that much behind these other teams. We're definitely a playoff team. And here's two other nuggets I've never mentioned with this trade that I think are important for the Saints is, if you recall, they traded a future first-round pick to get Marcus Davenport a couple of years ago. Like, teams don't do that, you know, for position players. They do it for quarterbacks. But the Saints speak to their own drummer. And I didn't realize this. I should have thought of it when they made the trade. But they still own the rights to Sean Payton. So if Coach Payton takes a year off and decides he wants to be the Cowboys coach or whoever, they're going to get a very nice draft pick for Payton next year. Oh, so think about that. I yes, like where your head's important. at, man. I, have, yes. I did not think about that. They're giving uh -huh. up their first round pick next year because they know they're going to get it back for Sean Payton, and then they could still get their quarterback next year because that's what right. tells me that they're going for a quarterback right now is that they don't have a first next year. And if Winston's not the long-term guy and he's only signed for two years, when are you going to get that quarterback? Are you going to wait to draft one in 2024? Then he's not ready until 2025? It's 2022 right now. You can't wait that long for your franchise right. quarterback. Right, right, right. And so that's why, to me, it signaled it had to be the move for a quarterback this year with those two first-round picks because when else are you going to get one? See, I think they like Winston. Oof. Okay. I think you extend them after this year if, if things go well. If they're a playoff team, they win 10, 11 games. And the other thing about the Saints that's very Saint-centric is it's hard for them to go improve their roster with free agency. I mean, it's hard enough for them to get under the cap and keep their own. Very intriguing. What are the so New Orleans Saints two first rounders doing? this year, and we're going to make a run. I guess nothing should be shocking about what the Saints do. I will say with the Marcus Davenport yeah. trade, they still had Drew Brees. So that's when you can take a shot at a big-time pass right. rusher. Right. A good point. They were not in the quarterback market at that time. I would still but be But they very... gave up a future first to go get Marcus Davenport. I mean, that was an, that was a, yeah. an eyebrow raiser at the time. I would still be very surprised if the move at 16 and 19 wasn't for a quarterback, even if it's there, they move there because they knew the quarterback they liked would be there for them and not have to move up or they're moving up for another. And I bet that's Ritter. Like you said. Yeah. So Ritter, yeah, that's true. Right. He'll be get ahead of the Steelers in case they like Ritter, you know, or like, what if it's this, what if the Carolina Panthers and that Kenny Pickett connection that we talked about last week is very strong. And the first quarterback mm -hmm. selected is Pickett at six to the Panthers. Yes. And what if Malik Willis starts to fall past the top 10? And Malik Willis is maybe getting close, 13, 14, 15, mm -hmm. close to the Saints. I think that's when you worry about the Steelers jabbing them in front of you. Okay. Yeah. And, and your, your, uh, our, both of our colleagues, Christopher Carter, who is the host of Locked on Steelers, mm -hmm. he told me, uh, talking to him, he said, nope, not happening. Steelers will not move up for a quarterback. Are you, do you feel that strongly about it? Probably not as strong as Chris, and I'd be interested to chat with him. I'll probably see him here in the next coming weeks. But um, it would surprise me. Uh, I like Willis quite a bit. But even, like, on my top 20 list for the Steelers, I had him as, like, the 14th best player. You know, like, I don't know that I can give a ton to go 
you know, like next year's first isn't on the table for me. You know, if it's move up three spots with the Chargers or something, okay. If it's moving up 10 spots and so it costs me next year's first, I'm not interested in that. Brian says on the quarterback conversation, we'll wrap this up. He says, do y'all feel like the quarterbacks in this class are being way overvalued just because of their position? I feel like teams take the opposite approach to BD Peacock's take on running backs and I feel quarterbacks have to be drafted in the first round. Like it doesn't count as a franchise quarterback if you don't take them in the first round. And if they go, if there is a frenzy of quarterbacks and more than say two or maybe three quarterbacks goes in the first round, then yeah, it starts to get a little bit absurd, but we've heard this before. Like remember when Kellen Mond was like, Oh, Trasker Mond, look out for them at the end of round one, you know, and go in round three. And uh, who was the, the West Virginia quarterback a few years ago? Not Geno uh, Smith. Um, oh. We brought him up the other day. Yeah, he, Will Greer. Will Greer. It was like, oh, could right. he, could go late one, and he goes in the third round. Uh, Connor mm-hmm. Cook a few years ago was like, oh, this guy, everyone loves him. You know, he's a strapping dude, got a big arm, and went in round four. But he's, you know, was, oh, man, he might go late round one. Look out for him late round one. So I think there's some of that with this class, too, and I would be shocked if Sam Howell's still there in round three. Or, um, I was going to say, Howell could be that Yeah, guy, so you know? I, I think... It's easy to push them up in theory, but a team really has to believe that this is going to be their franchise guy. And I just can't see that many teams being that excited about these quarterbacks. But we'll see. We'll see if they end up going too high. And, of course, if they do go that high, it's because of their position. And, yeah, they just, they're way overvalued. I have mixed feelings about pro football focus overall, but I have great respect for all the content they put out. And I go to their website every day. And they have a theory, like if you go do a mock draft on profootballfocus.com, no matter what team you are, if you took a quarterback in the first round, they give that pick an A, even if it's Bailey Zappi. You know, like they just think that taking a quarterback off the lot does not depreciate. You should just always take shots at them. And they have data to bake, you know, back it up. I, I don't have data to ba- back it up. I mean, I'm, I, I think that's a bit extreme. But there is a theory that if I can in any way, shape, or form improve my quarterback room or my quarterback play, it helps me more than adding a defensive tackle. Yes. And I and I understand the idea of look, if if it's you know, if a team's willing to trade three first round picks to go up and get a quarterback number three, why not just take one quarterback three years in a row in the first round? See if you <laughs> yeah, exactly. Up. You'll yeah. probably hit better. Mason Rudolph, that's another one. Could watch out right, late right, first right. round, right? And goes in the third round. And I'm sure a lot of Steelers fans, and I'm sure, and maybe you even wrote an article about that very fact yourself. Hey, some some scouts said they liked, you know, anonymous scout A, B, or C said I like this guy as a, as a first round quarterback. And even when the Steelers came to the podium after taking Mason, they said we couldn't pass him up. We don't, you know, we're happy with Ben, but we had a first round grade on. Yeah. Him. And I hear that all the time. Well, they had a first. Why did they have a first round grade on Mason? Like, well. <laughs> Uh, they might not have a top 10 grade on Mason. Right. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, he's okay. Yeah, you know, and it's hard to believe some of that, too. When it's lying season, it's lying season right, after the right. draft, too. You're not going to say, oh, man, we really love this prospect, but this team draft, traded up and drafted the guy we want right in front of us. We didn't know what to do. You know, you're not, and nobody's ever going to say that. It's always like, yeah, how many first-round grades were there? Because you started creeping into round three and four, and people are talking about first-round grades still. I'm like, really? Yeah, right. I mean, first-round grades, folks, is sort of a relative term. Most years, and I think this year's no different, there's about 15 guys that every team has a first-round grade on that any year they came out, they'd go in the first round. After that, you know, 
the 17th to 50th guy usually aren't that different. And my hunch is Mason Rudolph was in that bundle somewhere, which could be a first rounder, you know, I mean, but not really, you know, so uh, just know that first round grade is fans might not quite understand that because it sounds better than it is. Next, a listener challenges Matt Williamson to an NFL draft bet for the prize of a large pizza. Hey everyone, let me tell you about Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of a $200 sunglasses for the fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, You'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays, exclusively for our listeners. So head to ShadyRays.com, use our code LOCKEDON, all one word, to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for the best deals of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses, backed by over... 150,000 verified five-star reviews. Thanks for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. Now for the big announcement starting April 28th. Tune into Locked On NFL Drafts live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft with all three days of real-time analysis from our extensive lineup of experts and insiders. And for those of you that can't wait, that are just dying to know who your team will take, well, how about, once again, the annual Locked On NFL Mock Draft Special brought to you by Odyssey and hosted by us, Matt. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show all week long leading up to the first pick. Uh, Tons of draft coverage here, which will be super fun on the Locked On Podcast Network. I love draft season. April's the best month of the year, in my opinion. Except this is a little painful leading up to it. You know, the poor kid on Christmas Eve that can't open his presents quite yet. <laughs> I kind of like all the talk about it. To be honest with you, yeah. I, I wish there, I wish I wish the draft was seven days long, one round per day. Oh, that'd be awesome! It'd be the best week ever. Yeah, free agency's kind of like that. But I mean, uh-huh. no, I'm with you. That'd be better. Um, you mentioned lying season, though. Lying season bothers me. Yeah, uh, I heard one today. It was, I believe it was Daniel Jeremiah. What he's hearing is that Kayvon Thibodeau is, if Hutchinson goes one, Kayvon Thibodeau two to the Lions. And I'm just, I just think, yeah. where did you hear it? And if it's accurate, who's getting fired for getting letting that information out, right? It's not right. like someone's going to trade up in front of two to take Kayvon Thibodeau anyway. But you just don't want your, you don't want anything coming out. I mean, last year, maybe the greatest smokescreen of all time was the 49ers taking Mac Jones at three, right? Everybody had it. It wasn't even like, mm-hmm. I, I remember Schefter the week leading up to the draft. He said, it, he was asked in an interview about the, yeah, but what about so-and-so to the Niners at three? And he said, oh, it wasn't like, oh, well, you know, I'm hearing it's probably going to be Mac Jones. He's like, oh, well, that's Mac Jones. It was like, it was, it was, it was as if the card right, was already right, turned right. in, right? And it was not the case. It was pretty amazing. It was pretty amazing to see that happen with all of the insiders, everybody, and, and had everybody else convinced. And it wasn't the case. So, yeah, just think about that when you hear something and think about, okay, if the team leaked this, why would they want you to believe this? Right. What's the reality What's the on the other side of that coin? What's to be gained? Which is why... When we talked about the Saints there, Ritter at either 16 or 19 starts to make a lot of sense. And 
Yeah, I, I think so too. I think Ritter is going to go in the first round, and maybe the Saints or Steelers in the middle of the first round. It would not shock me at all. Um, also, this happens too, folks. Like, it, I, I have no idea who DJ heard things from, but he may have heard things from the Ravens concerning the Lions. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and there be, might be reasons for the Ravens to leak it out. To you know, they don't always come from the building of the team. And you always hear about teams that wanted to move somewhere where we heard this guy like this guy, and sometimes they do, but sometimes the team's like, no, we are, we're going with this guy the whole time. And were they lying about it? I don't know. But, but one of them's a lie, right? Yeah, yeah. The lying season bothers me a little bit, but it's a I lie try somewhere. to stay as deaf as possible to it. So going to Jake on Twitter, and I don't think you're going to take his bet, judging by what you've said about Ritter in this episode, because he says he wants to bet Williamson a large pizza that three quarterbacks go before pick 20. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm out on that bet. What are your three toppings, by the way, BP? You get three for the rest of your life. Well, your... we've gone over this extens- extensively in the Locked On 49ers podcast, and the official oh. pizza of Locked On 49ers is pepperoni, pineapple, and jalapeno. Oh, come on. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and it stemmed from it stemmed from should you put jalapeno or should you put pineapple on pizza? And it's funny because the kind of pineapple that goes on pizza is almost like I don't like it that much by itself. But for some reason on pizza, I like just that little bit and I'm okay with it. And I like pepperoni and pineapple more than the Hawaiian style with Canadian bacon. So and then I like some spice. So that's why our official pizza is and and it created some 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 blowback. But some people are really on board with it, too. It's the pepperoni, pineapple and jalapeno combination. Okay, and we're not going to stick here too long, but. And I'm not anti-pineapple on pizza. And if the official Niners pizza was sitting in front of me, I'd eat the crap out of it. Don't get me wrong. But, boy, that'd be down down my list of toppings. I mean, I'm you start with pepperoni, I'm like, okay. Pepperoni, sausage, green olives. Boom. Forget about it. Yeah. I, I might go pepperoni, black olive, mushroom as my true yeah. number one. But uh, maybe I'd go half and half with the Locked On 49ers pie. Okay. Okay. A lot of them don't have green olives around here, and black was just fine with me. Um, after the bet... Three have to go in the top 20 for me to buy this dude a pizza? Yes. Yeah, I'm out on that trip. I, I think the Steelers might like Ritter. And to me, that could be the – that's how you win the pizza. Well, he said before – Or the 20. Saints win – or the Saints love Ritter. He said before, two. yeah. So it would have to go at least by the Saints pick 19. I think Willis goes somewhere in the top 10. I think Pickett's a Panther. Again, they don't have a second or third round pick. Like it's now or never for their their, their quarterback. And there's reports that teams like all these other quarterbacks too. I mean, Matt yeah. Corral's still out there that said, you know, at certain times. I like Ritter better than Pickett. I I think I'm there with you too. Yeah. But but again, like I don't I think the first quarterback taken should be Willis at 20, you know? So Right, but it won't be. It won't be, but it maybe should be. It should be. Right. No, I think 3 go in the top 20. Jake also asked martini or beer. I think I know your answer there. I'm not much of a I do I do like a martini sometimes, but uh, you know, it's beer. Come on. We're talking about football. Of course it's going to be beer. You would think that's a slam dunk for for me and trust me, I've had 8 gazillion more beers than martinis <laughs> in my life, of course. But the only time I drink beer anymore now is if I'm with my buds at a bar or a party, which isn't that often anymore. So, mm-hmm. if I'm with dudes and hanging out, I have a macro brew you know a heineken or a molson or something like that i never made the ipa revolution the micro brew revolution 
I'm a definitely much more of a liquor guy and I love martinis. I mean, if I go to a good restaurant with the wife, Belvedere martini, straight up olives is the first thing that comes out of my mouth. Okay. So yeah, I'm more yeah, of a yeah, gin yeah. martini than a vodka martini Ooh. guy, but I do like okay. a martini. Yeah. Yeah. They're great. Ice yeah. cold. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ice cold. A couple olives in there. It's nice. Oh, you can't put too many. Yep. Let's see. This is from James. He says, what can the commies do to actually have the elite defense in 2022 that they were expected to have in 2021? The commies being short for the commanders. Okay. I haven't heard that before. I'm not sure. We Is everyone cool with that? <laughs> I don't know. That's what they're, that's what they're calling <laughs> them. Like, I think uh, Commod- or, uh, I want to call them Commodores now. Commanders fans. I thought you called them the condoms. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there could be a lot of names going on there. But, yeah, here we go. Um, Apparently, a lot of Washington fans started calling the commanders commies like right out of the gate as soon as they heard that. Okay, name. yeah, fair enough. Uh, that's fine with me. I think last year was a kind of a fluke. You know, a reference pro football focus. This is more of a football outsiders thing. Defense is not as predictive as offense year to year. You know, that there's a little more room for error. There's a lot of quarterback getting the ball in his hands every snap. But I think Washington's defensive performance last year was pretty fluky, especially the first, I want to say, six to eight weeks. There was a ton of blown coverages and mental errors, and Chase Young didn't play great. Then he got hurt. Right. That was I the just big think one. With, yeah, that's a, I, I think he's going to be great. You know, like if Chase Young's stock has bottomed out a little bit, I would buy every share of it I possibly could. Um, and with that D-line, I think at the minimum, it's going to be an above-average defense. Um, I also think that Jamin Davis will be a lot better in year two. A lot of rookie linebackers have a real tough learning curve. And it wouldn't shock me if their first-round pick is Singletary or Hamilton or somebody that's a stud that happens to fall there. Right. That's what I was going to add. You, you plug yeah. in Kyle Hamilton to the back end of that with – you know, uh, Kendall Fuller's at corner. They drafted Benjamin St. Juice in the third round last year. William yeah, Jackson's corner on the other side. You got Cameron Curl, and you plug Kyle Hamilton in there on the back end. You're going to have better years than last year, probably from maybe even all five of the first rounders that they drafted in a row 17, 18, 19, 20, and 21. All first rounders, all in the front seven of the defense. They're Montez stars, Sweat, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Chase Young, especially. Chase Young and Jamin Davis should have better years this year. So you're adding a sixth first rounder to that defense and some of your young stud guys in the front seven having better years. There's your bounce back. Yeah, I think it'll be a bounce back defense. Never have to blitz. You know, I mean, it's a good group. The more I look at it, though, the more I really like, you know, somebody in the secondary for Washington at 11. Yeah. Oh, if you can get. And I think Hamilton's going to be there. I think Hamilton is going to be there for them. Even McDuffie wouldn't be awful, you know. I mean, one of the one of the top three corners or Hamilton, yeah. A couple of questions about wide receivers, and we'll finish up this part two of our Twitter Wednesday Now episodes this week on Peacock and Williamson. Not often can you say things like brownie batter and healthy snack in the same sentence. And you can do that with Built Bar because Built Bars are a little bit of magic, actually, is what it is. I, I don't even get it. But low in calorie, high in protein, low in sugar, low in net carbs, high in fiber. It's exactly what you're looking for in a snack. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yeah, real chocolate. Delicious. Dark. Beautiful. 
velvety, not this brown colored fake substance that you see sometimes. Replace all of your candy bars, all of those bad for you snacks and all of your secret hiding spots at work, in the car, at home, in the pantry. Replace those with Built Bars, 130 calories in most Built Bars, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein, including Built Bar Puffs, which are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. New flavors going up all the time at Built.com. If you're not sure what flavor you want to try, grab a mixed box of Built Bars. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off of that order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com couple of different wide receiver questions, but they kind of tie in. They're a similar idea. It was part three of Jake's questions after he tried to throw the, the pizza challenge down to you, which you were not taking. Our... I have to throw one thing into the pizza challenge. I've been meaning to do this, honestly, for close to 20 years, is to use my voice in my forum for something that really bothers me in the pizza world, because <laughs> I think hot supersada is the king of the Italian fatty meats. Okay. But you never find it on pizza. You know, and what's the problem there? It's really weird. It's just uh, so formulaic, right? With what we get for pizza, what's going to be put right. on the pie, and and what's not? Like, why is it's pepperoni a direct cousin of pepperoni and, that's you know, on every pizza? And in you'll the world. even see salamis here and there, and you'll right, see some other right, things. Right, right, right. I've got another problem. It's not so much about pizza, but it's about calzone, which is just a pizza folded up, right? There's ricotta makes it. A There's little some different. ricotta in there too, right? But the, yeah. it's like meatballs is like the only thing you can get half the time. You'll go to a pizza place and they've got all these toppings for pizza, and they've got one calzone. It's got meatballs in it. It's like what? <laughs> yeah, why right. can't I get all this other stuff in my calzone? You get like a steak, Italian, or a meatball. Like, yeah. Why can't I get what I want in there? Yeah, that's a good point. But like, if we make a boboli at home or something like that. Mm-hmm. Thin layer of hot supersada. It okay, works just fine. I don't know what's going on. Didn't know you're a supersada guy. Well, oh yeah. Is, is there a, a counter, a counter trade, or a counter, a counter mm. bet that you would throw at Jake here with the quarterbacks for a large pizza? Mm. I'm all for betting a large pizza, and I'm getting hungry, and we're recording this right around <laughs> dinner time. <laughs> I know. If you haven't noticed, yeah, I'm ready to eat that nine. I'm about to pick up the yeah. phone and just pause this real quick. <laughs> right. Uh, let me think on it, but I'm open to tweets. I okay, mean, yeah. I just think we both agree. Right. It's okay. hard to make a bet with somebody who both want the same side. So, sorry, Jake. Matt does agree. Nobody's going to win a pizza on this one. Three quarterbacks go in before pick 20. The top 19. Oh, I thought it was included. Nope, no. Nope. Before pick 20 is the key. Does that make a difference for you, Matt? Let me get back to you Thursday. Okay. I don't know three. I mean, I think the Saints are the big tripping spot there. I don't know that Seattle or Atlanta screws it up. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if you include 20, I, I don't like any of that action. Okay. What about this one? Are wide receivers right. going to start pushing to get a reworked deal sooner than later because I'm of the current free agent period? Uh, I don't know mm. what he means exactly. I, I get what he's saying with that. I think he worded it incorrectly. But basically, you know, so so basically all those 2019 wide receivers still have a year left of their rookie deals, and especially the the really good second rounders and late, like they're not making much money right now. They're, they're going to hold out. Are they going to hold uh, out so they can get those deals now and get that signing bonus now, seeing all the money that's getting thrown out there, rather than risking injury and going through another season, the fourth year on their rookie contracts, where the team could still franchise them after the year if they want. The Metcalfs and McLaurins and those guys you're talking about, especially because yeah. if you're not around one guy, you still could be a star, especially at that position. Right. And, and I think every year we'll have some day two stars. 
that'll be anxious to get paid. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure if this, this tweeter realizes there's NFL rules. You you can't just after you know year one you can't negotiate again. I mean, you have to wait a time period before you're even allowed to negotiate. Mm-hmm. And maybe and, they'll push it a little more, but uh, I don't know. I, I mean, and rookies it, can't I, do a new deal until after year three, right? Right, right. You can't right. do I mean, it. You can't. You can't sign an extension on your rookie contract during so your first you, two seasons. You know, yeah. Justin Jefferson can't be like, "Hey, I'm I want a new deal." Right. Well, we can't give you one. You know, um, Jamar Chase. You know, um, I don't know. I I don't mean to avoid the question because I've said this eight thousand times. I just very much believe that the wide receiver landscape is in a very crossroads time right now that half the teams look at it one way, half it look at the other. And I think some teams will gladly go after a Metcalf, let alone an Adams or a Tyreek where some teams might be like, I'd rather have all those picks and draft two of them and have them cheap. Well, that's a, that's sort of part of this question from Wisco Niners says, are wide receivers going to start getting drafted earlier than usual due to the big contracts being given out? Draft and develop and you know trade for two first-round picks seems to be a pretty good strategy. Yeah, if you can become a wide receiver factory, and look, you, you can miss on wide receivers too. We always talk about those 2019 second-rounders, and then there was the – the Arcega Whitesides and the Paris Campbells and, and a bunch right, of right, right. receivers that didn't pan out it's great so far yet either. So it's a great strategy, I think. I mean, I wouldn't be against my team. You know, if you if you're just doing if you're just writing your look, you're a new GM. You're writing your Bible. This is how I want to build things. These are the rounds I want to draft guys in. I wouldn't be against drafting a day two, either second or third round wide receiver, pretty much every year, and not against drafting a day three running back every year, but never drafting a round one running back. But I would be okay with a round one wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, like, no one's falling for, oh, you've had this running back for four years, now I'm going to trade him and get a lot for him. No one's going to give you crap for him. Yeah. I mean, no one's going to give you anything <laughs> for McCaffrey right now. You know, I mean, this, nobody's falling for that trick. But they might for receivers, you know, like Debo or Deontay Johnson. Like, the Steelers are talking extension with Deontay Johnson. He's a good – Debo's much better than Deontay, but he's a really good player. Someone would probably love to have him. You know, he's better than what the Jags have or whatever, but – if I can get a first round pick for him and draft Kriflave and he's a one tenth the price, isn't that the better move? You know? Yeah, and especially if I'm if I'm going through free agency, because the draft is after free agency, right? And how how crazy different would things be in the NFL if the draft was first and then there was free agency, fun. right? But you go through free agency and then you're 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 making your free agency plan in February before free agency even starts, and you're like, okay, I think we could sign this guy. He would make sense for this amount of money. He could be our number two, our number three receiver, maybe, or you know, something like that. And you're you're making your plan, and then you call Christian Kirk's agent. You're like, okay, well, we got this offer for you. You know, I think it's a pretty good offer, and we'd like to have you come in and compete for a starting job. You know, worse, you're probably going to be our number three guy, and we've got this and this going on. And then the Jaguars, are, and then they're like, oh no, we we got like twice as much money of that from the Jaguars. I'm sorry. And so you're thinking, yeah, well, right. I guess I'm just going to go draft my guy because I'm not paying that for that guy. And maybe I'm not paying any of these contracts for any of these guys. So to me, I would think that I could be able to pull some good wide receivers out of a draft if I was a GM. Maybe that is hubris that I shouldn't have if I'm a GM, but I would probably feel that way. And I do start to think the teams are going to rather draft those guys than the few teams that have really traded for him. But it didn't work out bad necessarily for the Bills, right? 
even though the trade they gave up turned into Justin Jefferson. We talked about that trade. It was kind of a win-win, even though on paper it's like, man, I'd much rather have a rookie Justin Jefferson contract than Stephon Diggs, as good as he is, on the money he's making. Speaking of the Bills, I think it'll be hard to do what the Bills are doing. And I think it's part of the reasons the Chiefs did what they did and the Packers did what they did. It's hard to have one of the highest paid quarterbacks and wideouts on the same team. You know, I, I don't know that we'll see much of that going forward. Um, the original question was, are people going to draft wide receivers higher now? I think the general answer to that is yes, for all the reasons you mentioned, because it's good business and there's a low bust rate still. And you could even get one in the, you know, Darnell Mooney in the fourth round after you take one in the first round, if you need them that bad. But I think this year is a bad indicator because I think this receiver class is going to go very quickly. And part of it's just because the quarterbacks aren't great. You know, the, there's not, I don't think it's a tremendous draft class. So I think these receivers are going to benefit from that. We are out of time here. And I think we did, we definitely hit as many Twitter questions as we ever have this week in these last couple of episodes, Matt. So I'm glad we were able to clear the cash a little bit of some of these questions. And I think everybody who uh, is involved with the show and tweets at us after the show, even if it's not a question for Twitter Tuesdays, and you can always hit us anytime on Twitter at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Go subscribe to the future home of Peacock and Williamson on the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Nothing will change with all the other podcast apps. We'll still be coming at you on your audio-only apps in the same place, but we are going to be on YouTube very soon and a ton of draft coverage as well coming up from Peacock and Williamson and everybody else here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt and I back with you tomorrow right here. Peacock and Williamson.